Being a yoga teacher, I know just how important movement is for the body, and I'm so grateful that I get to flow for a living. Another huge part of my job involves social media, taking meetings, answering emails. Well, sitting at my desk for hours a day is the exact opposite of movement, and it does take a toll on my body. That's why I'm so happy I've discovered Fully. Fully offers standing desks, chairs, and other office accessories that give you the freedom to sit, stand, stretch, squat, perch, or lean yourself into healthy, comfortable positions that work for your body's unique and changing needs. Right now, I can be just as active in the office as I am on the yoga mat. With iconic pieces like the Jarvis standing desk, the Capisco chair, and the Topo mat, Fully has helped me and so many others discover freedom in the workplace. Even my podcast production team at Cadence 13 has been using Fully standing desk and they're loving it. Well, that's no surprise because for four years now, the wire cutter has named Foley's Jarvis standing desk the best one on the market. Rigid sitting can contribute to negative health effects, but Foley's desks and chairs relieve static loads on joints and ligaments while improving posture and circulation. Well, these standing desks really aren't about standing. They're about movement and engaging your core muscles for a healthier, more natural posture. Keeping yourself active also makes you feel more alive and engaged in your work. Just listen to your body and let it flow. Fully wants to make an active work life available to as many people as possible, so their pieces are always affordable. And they have super cool designs that give you the perfect mix of modern arrangement and healthy movement. From design to shipping to service, after your purchase, Fully is there for you every step of the way. You feel better in your office and at the end of the day. So get your body moving in your workspace. Go to fully.com slash yoga girl right now. That's F-U-L-L-Y.com slash yoga girl. Fully desks, chairs, and things to keep you moving. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. And boy, am I sick of repeating those words. (laughs) I have been recording this podcast, this week's podcast. I have done this now, just now. This is my fifth do-over. And I'm sitting here and I'm recording and I'm like I had a topic, I started off talking about something and then 20 minutes in, like I wasn't feeling it. And I just like, no, I have to start over like that. No, I wasn't going like that wasn't it, you know, and then tried something else. And then no, I wasn't feeling it. And then I tried something else. And then the baby woke up and in the middle of recording, I had to go downstairs and she was super sad. All of a sudden, it's an hour later and I go back upstairs and I was like, what the hell was I talking about? And like again and again and again. And I've never, like I record these podcasts every single week. I have never sat down to record and not immediately have everything flow and have like a good topic in mind or something that organically just, okay, and now I'm burping. Like, oh, come on, Rachel. <laughs> Let's see if we edit that out. Maybe we keep it. Um, and I haven't organically like had things just flow. Like to me, this is such an easy part of my life and I love it so much. Like I love recording this show. And then now I just started over again and I'm like talking about something. And as I'm talking, it's it's like I'm floating out of my body, like listening to myself talk. And I'm like, this is not working. So I'm like, okay, fork it. I'm just, I'm going to try to go with the flow. That's part of my practice um, right now is to not force things if it doesn't work and not like bang myself over the head with something, you know, just try to go with the flow. So maybe there's a reason that things aren't working. Let's just like shut it down. Um, and then I go to Instagram and I see a bunch of people requested my mom to come on the show and she hasn't been on the show in a really long time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'll try to see if like I can convince her to come on the show and that'll be this week's podcast. And then I realized, like I opened my 
inbox and in my inbox is an email from my assistant saying, don't forget, this is the one year anniversary of the podcast. And I was like, what? What? Holy shit. I could have sat down just now, recorded a whole hour episode about something. Um, Okay, so I started talking about food and the challenge of having a different diet than your family and relationships and stuff. And, and, you know, like me and Dennis have different diet. Like I started talking about food, whatever, and that didn't work. And then I started talking about like something else. And then I started talking about this retreat. And I was like, what the hell? I could have had a whole episode on our one year anniversary of the podcast where I did not even mention the fact that we have hit like an insane milestone. Like this is totally insane. It's totally insane. And all of a sudden I'm like all inspired and now I'm talking to you and what the fork you guys one year anniversary of this podcast. That means that I have done this 52 times every week for an entire year. I have sat down to record and every week there's been people. Okay. And look at how unprofessional I am. You probably just heard my phone go off in the background. That's kind of a perfect representation of the evolution of this podcast is like where we began and where we are now. Some of you listening, uh, I know there are people out there that have heard every single episode. Like There's so many of you that from day one, week one, you've been tuning in, you've made it part of your routine. It's like Friday's podcast day, you wake up in the morning, you commute to work or you go walking with your baby or you go for a run or you have that one day of the week where you catch up with the podcast. And it's, you know, so many people are like really religiously following my words and my episodes every week. And it's the most amazing thing. Like the community that we've built around just this podcast show is totally mind-blowing and not what I could have imagined ever, 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 ever happening. And the fact that my phone just went off is like, okay, uh, like when I started off, if anybody has heard, I mean, anyone who hasn't heard the first ever podcast episode, it's called A Birth Story. And it was the week after Lea Luna was born. So how can I not like remember that now is the one year anniversary? I have a photo of me recording the podcast with a baby because I recorded the show with her on my boob. She was one year old, one year, she was one week old, one week old when I recorded this podcast. And then I think about it now and I'm like, what kind of insane person (laughs) decides to launch a podcast when she has a one week old baby? Well, this insane person, that's who. It's so, so very typical very typical of me to to do something that wild and insane. And doing the podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. And people kept telling me it was a bad idea because you have to stick with it. And my schedule is already kind of insane and we're always super busy. And I sometimes I feel like I spend every day trying to catch up with things I have to do. So adding another thing, not just a one-time thing, but a recurring thing that every month or every week, there's this major thing that I have to complete or do um, is kind of insane. So everyone around me were they were pretty against me launching the podcast, especially Dennis. Uh, he was like, you know what? This is just, I don't see, he, did, he, okay, he, he didn't really know what a podcast was. He never really listened to a podcast. Um, and I guess, yeah, like it kind of reminds me of the first time he ever took my class. Like I'd been teaching yoga for a while. He'd never come to my class, never had a yoga experience. And then finally I convinced him to come. He took an hour of vinyasa class or something. And then afterwards, when we were like driving away, I was like, so, so he's like, well, you found the perfect gig. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I didn't know this is what yoga was. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's basically you just talking for 60 minutes straight 
telling people what to do. It's everything you love wrapped up into one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much it. It's just an hour of talking and me getting to dictate and tell people where to do, where to put their bodies and what to do. Like that's, it is the perfect gig for me. It truly is. So when he didn't really know what a podcast was, he was like, this is just going to be like a burden. And you know, who would even listen to that? And what does it mean? Well, you're just going to sit down here and have like a topic. What kind of topic would that be? And it's going to be like a headache for me where every week you're going to complain about having to do the podcast or no, I don't think you should do it. It's just, it's a lot of pressure. (laughs) If there's one thing my husband doesn't enjoy, it's pressure. Um, so when I started like doing the research and figuring out how to do it and I found the production company and all this stuff, and it was really coinciding with the birth of the baby. So I recorded the very first podcast when the baby was just one week old, like against all judgment. And she was on my boob like the whole time almost, I think, at least in the beginning. And then I think she started crying downstairs. I can't remember. I have to go back and listen to it. But the first episode ever was called The Birth Story. And it's how I shared the birth of the baby, like the whole story of how the, of how the baby was born. And this is also weird because I had an epiphany about her birth very recently. And I was like, oh, I should share that on the podcast because it relates to a lot of things that I talk about. And I haven't really shared, aside from like the very structured birth story that I shared in that episode, you should listen to it. Um, I think you'll be able to hear like a drastically different version (laughs) of uh, the podcaster Rachel Brayton from one year ago with the podcaster Rachel Brayton sitting here right now. For the very first episode, I was, of course, super nervous to record. I had never done a podcast before. Like, I have spoken before. (laughs) I have been guests on other people's podcasts before. I have done public speaking. Like, I, you know, clearly speak for a living. Um, I was just really nervous about recording my own podcast. Like, I felt like I had to do this, like, perfect thing. So, I had, like, written down the outline of the birth story that, you know, the story I wanted to tell. And I, I had this whole Word document open, like, podcast episode one. It said at the very top. And I try to make sure because I can get sidetracked. I don't know if, if you've noticed, I have already gotten sidetracked from two things I started talking about for this episode and it's just started a couple minutes ago. I tend to start telling a story and then I remember something else I really want to share or something that ties into this other thing that I was talking about and I can spin off into sub stories forever. And some people, like it drives some people insane and it's just it's just how I how I storytell. And I think I'm pretty good at tying it all together in the end. I don't know. You you have to be the judge of that. But for this first one, I really wrote stuff down and I wanted to make sure I didn't get sidetracked and I wanted to have this very serious like storyline or red thread and make sure I covered everything and that I could kind of wrap it up in a good way and close with something inspirational or like a like a wholesome way. So I wrote all this stuff down and recorded the podcast. And of course, like I had just birthed a baby. I had just had the made biggest life change for my entire life like happen and hadn't been away from the baby for a whole hour at all, like literally at all for the first six weeks after she was born. I mean, she slept on my chest every night, every day. Like, you know, I didn't separate. She didn't have her own sleeping area or anything. Like we were just merged as one being basically. And then Dennis had her downstairs for an hour and I was all freaked out about that. And then I recorded the podcast and I thought I did a great job (laughs) and I sent it off. And then (laughs) in production, um, Bob, who edits, uh, who edits my show, he like wrote, wrote me back. He was like, hey, you know what? For a first try, like that was okay. Let's try it again. <laughs> 
and maybe don't script it this time. Like just, just try to be a little more, like a little freer with your words. And I had just spent like an hour recording this podcast. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm horrible already. I suck at this. Whose idea was this to have a podcast? Like, this is just another thing you have to do. I already spent an hour doing this, like, and now it's not good enough. And I was like, oh, God. And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, the, he does this for a living. So probably he knows what's good and what's not. So I was like, okay, let me just, like, throw the script away. And I just, I left, like, a couple of bullet points instead of this, like, story kind of that I, that I did. And I tried to do it, like, a little more organic and, and all of that. And he was like, okay, that was, that was a lot better. Like, yeah, we can work with this. That's good. Thank you, you know. Uh, but if you listen to that episode, like, you know, it's still very serious and like it sounds a little bit scripted and I was really nervous to to talk. And now, I mean, I'm sitting here, like my nose is a little stuffy. I'm sure you can hear that. Uh, my phone just went off in the back. Uh, you can normally hear like the dogs walking around or the baby crying, like stuff happens. Like, I did I just burp? <laughs> Was that this episode? Oh my God, my, my brain. It has gone from this very structured thing, this idea of something that I need to accomplish or do into something totally organic where I just get to sit down and roll with what's here. And I really got to say, it's a pretty awesome fucking gig to have. <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing. It's become not just this show that I do. And I think, you know, of course I've had guests and I've had some amazing guests over the year um, joining me on the show. And every time I have a guest, it becomes more of a thing that I'm doing versus just me being who I am, if that makes sense to you guys listening. So whenever I have a guest, whoever the guest is, um, and of course the closer friends or the closer I am with the guest, the less I, the less I care or like the less nervous I am. But uh, if I have like a guest that I'm, that's calling in from afar or, you know, that I had like maybe haven't met in person or that I don't personally know, like I get really nervous about it. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to waste their time. I want to know my stuff. I want to be prepared for what we're going to talk about. But of course I can't script anything because it's conversation and it's natural and organic. So there's always like a little bit more pressure. And I've been trying to figure out which episodes, because they're kind of even in terms of listenership. Like we have like 600,000 people um, listening and growing uh, every single month. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, I wanted to figure out like, do is it better if I'm just alone and it's me talking or is it better to have like an awesome guest? But it's pretty even. Like I think, I think the flow that we have now where mostly it's just me talking into the mic and sometimes I get a really awesome guest on and then we have, you know, we switch it up with something new and something different. I think that's, that's a pretty good way of doing things, but it's been like a really healing thing for me. One of the epiphanies that I had in last week's episode was that recording this podcast every week has become part of my spiritual evolution. Like it's become part of my personal development. I don't know anyone who's um, been to my class or a retreat or teacher training uh, knows that I work a lot with sharings, uh, just intimate sharings between strangers where you sit really close together, you look each other in the eye, and uh, we practice active and mindful listening and active and mindful sharing, which means one person just talks and speaks on a topic. And the topic could be anything from death to fear to letting go to manifesting abundance to just 
to your mom, to your dad, like it can be any topic that I kind of throw out there. And then, you know, we sit very intimately with someone else. Usually it's a stranger or someone that we don't know because it's easier to do with someone we don't know. Um, and we get to speak and maybe it's five minutes. Sometimes we do 30 minute sharings or an hour sharing. Like they can be really long, really short. We've done like a minute sharings. And there is something super transformational about that, about literally being in a conversation, not being in a conversation, but being in a space where you can share like your real truth, your real point of view, your real story. It's just you purging yourself off of whatever weighs you down. And in a normal conversation, what happens is that people try to direct the conversation and tell you, well, you should, oh, and that, you know, they'll nod along where they want you to say something, you know, that, 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 that they think is interesting or they'll look concerned and then maybe that makes you feel like oh you said the wrong thing they'll ask questions but most of all people will interrupt you when you speak and they will tell their own stories right they'll always want to people are usually listening but listening in kind of a mindless way where we're actually just waiting for our turn to speak right in most conversations that's kind of what it is we have this idea we want to share or our own story that resonates or that's kind of connected to theirs so we're just kind of waiting for a gap in the conversation so that we can tell our thing right but are we really actively mindfully listening to the other person conscious listening also known as holding space holding space for someone else it's a super amazing gift to give to give yourself and to give the other person to learn how to hold space and to hold space for someone else it's super 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 beautiful and as I'm leading these retreats and these classes, I, I have had many moments throughout the, the past couple of years where I have felt a little bit alone in my own personal development. Uh, I actually often get the feeling whenever I'm leading a retreat or, or, or holding space for a big group that I, like I, I'll go home after like a really amazing day with the group and I'll be like, oh, I kind of wish I was just a part of this retreat. You know, sometimes I don't want to be the person who's teaching or holding space or leading the group. I just I just want to be part of the group. I just want to be in community, equal and in the same space as everybody else as someone who's just searching for their truth. And it's a it's a challenging thing uh, to be a teacher, you know, anyone who's a teacher out there um, to also really allow yourself and make space for you to be a student at the same time. And not just within yoga, but the type of work I do that's very centered around healing and healing wounds of the heart. And uh, it's it's very anchored in, in therapy and holistic therapy. And in, yeah, like I really, I really believe most of my work is around heart healing. And whether, you know, we do that through yoga or meditation or um, therapeutic exercises that I love to do. Sharing is a huge piece of that as well. And sometimes I feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to always be the one who talks or who has to share, you know, tell everybody else what to do. Sometimes it's actually quite nice uh, to be on the receiving end. And being the type of person that I am, I never make space for that for myself. Like I, I never go to retreats. <laughs> I definitely should. I never, ever do. Um, I did one the week before I got pregnant with a baby. It took me eight years to go. Uh, it's called Path of Love. Uh, I've spoken about it, I think, a lot on, on the show, but I've also not spoken about it a lot because it's a really hard thing to share. But um, it's basically, uh, it's anchored in the teachings of Osho. Uh, so it's it's super out there and, and kind of insane. Like Anything related to Osho sort of is kind of out there and crazy in the most beautiful, loving way. Uh, yeah, if you're interested, you can send me an email, sometimes through email, uh, like I can explain a little bit more what Path of, of Love is about if, you, if you're into that, but it's definitely a, a life-changing thing. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. 
Mindful eating is an essential part of my self-care routine. Every aspect of my life is enhanced when I'm eating nourishing, healthy meals. But eating right can be hard to maintain along with a busy lifestyle. The planning, shopping, and food prep required is sometimes too much for me to focus on when I have companies to run and baby girl to raise. That's why to get healthy, delicious meals on the table, I turn to Sunbasket. Sunbasket takes care of these details, so it's much easier for me to do my thing and take care of the rest. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal prep kits with organic produce and clean, sustainable ingredients right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any busy lifestyle. Right now, there are more options than ever. Just go to the Sunbasket app and pick from 18 weekly recipes, including my favorite right now, the Buddha bowl with braised tofu, soba noodles, and cashew lime dressing. All the ingredients are pre-measured and the step-by-step instructions are a breeze to follow. Your healthy and delicious meal is on the table in 30 minutes. No experience in the kitchen is required. Whatever your dietary needs are, Sunbasket is there for you with paleo, gluten-free, pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, and so many other meal options. Sunbasket works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh and organic nourishment. Each order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. Your health and your time are important, so skip the grocery store madness. See how easy it is to keep your wellness on track and get healthy, clean meals on your table with Sunbasket. There is something for every health journey and every busy lifestyle. Go to sunbasket.com yoga today to learn more and get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com yoga for $35 off. sunbasket.com yoga. So that means it's been it's been already two years since I went, which is totally wild. And that was my first retreat that I took. Um, let me think. Since we got engaged, <laughs> I, uh, me and Dennis, we we went to a retreat in Maui the year we uh, that was what 2013, I guess, the year we got engaged. And I actually had such an awful experience in that retreat that like I just kind of didn't do it again I guess I just uh, yeah it was it's a really long story I'll save it for another episode but mm, I felt really not included in the in the group of that retreat it was just there was a lot of drama and, and, and stuff but anyway so I never take the time to do that for, for myself and sometimes I'll be leading these groups and I'm so focused on the teaching and the leading and the guiding and uh, making space for opening and staying really present and holding space for everybody else and teaching other people how to hold space for each other and and I just come home and I'm like, I just want to be a part of it. I just want to experience it on the other end. I just want to, like, I want to lie there in, in a yin class and be like poured over with love and just mushy, gooey yumminess from the island yoga team because that's just, that's kind of what we do. It's like we have this big pillow party of of just love. And I can get really sad about that sometimes. Like I need to get better at providing for myself and being on the receiving end. So what I haven't realized is there are so many ways in which how in which I create that for myself, but for it to work for me, I have to disguise it as work. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, I'm the type of person that if, if you talk a lot about, you know, I like the idea of relaxing. I like the, for instance, I like the idea of a spa day, really like the idea. Like in theory, like a spa day sounds awesome. You get a treatment, uh, people like pour creams and stuff over you, or they like polish you with salts and things. And then there's like a sauna maybe or your or pool. And I don't know, like you just, you just relax, right? <laughs> the idea of spa day is awesome. I am horrible at spas. Like I do it kind of often. Like, I, I don't know. I, I try to do it often, but I, 
I'm really, really, really bad. I'll like be in the lounge of a spa. If, if, like if uh, like I get body work a lot, like I'll get a deep tissue massage, for instance. Um, I want to say my New Year's resolution was to get something done every week. I'm going to say every two, three months, I'll go get like a massage. But there's always that moment where like you're waiting in the lounge area and everybody's wearing a robe and they play this spa music and it's supposed to be all relaxing. And for me, I'm usually sitting there like, oh my God, like I could be doing so much with my time. So I lay back, but everybody else is so relaxed. And, you know, of course, it's like a, it's not a working zone. So it's not like, you know, if anybody's into like meetings at the spa, I would love that. Like you go to the spa and then in between your relaxing moments, you like you you get shit done and you take things off of your to-do list like that would that would be really relaxing because actually for me um to be put in a space of relaxation I need to first work a lot like I need to exert myself a lot first like that's that's kind of how how things go with Dennis it's the other way around if he um like he gets really tired if he doesn't do things like the, the more he chills, the more chilled out he becomes. And I'm the opposite way. I just, I can't chill out unless I've done a lot before. But anyway, so most spa days I have, I'm just kind of trying to enjoy myself. But I'm actually, you know, I'm actually not really. I always enjoy the body work, but not, not the rest. But what I realize now is that this podcast, this is like, honestly, launching this podcast, which is a crazy thing to do when you're a new mom, it was my soul like my soul was craving for this podcast to be birthed. I swear to God, you guys, I, I honestly, I, I really, really believe that this is true. I think I was pregnant for a really long time. I was super, I mean, I was pregnant like twice as long as everybody else. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I was way more pregnant for way longer than anybody in the whole world. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a controlling person. So I have a hard time letting go and pregnancy and you know motherhood it's all about letting go because you can't control jack shit and I actually needed to get a lot of things off of my chest but I didn't have the space for that I was so immersed in in Lea Luna so immersed in Lea Luna and also so terrified that something was going to happen to her and I was really terrified to you know to leave her for a second at all like I wouldn't even let her sleep alone because I'm kind of psycho like that so starting the podcast I think was my soul craving a moment every single week to just vent, like to just share for someone else to hold space for me to share the way the way I lead a retreat, for instance, or the way we do in our teacher trainings. And since, you know, in my world, like I'm never going to create that for myself in terms of just, oh, like, you know, go doing something because I think everything is a waste of time. This is how the universe provided for me. You know, it's disguised as a working thing, but it's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. I make money off of this podcast. Like actually, I make pretty good money off of this podcast. I'm so grateful for that. Super grateful for you guys being so awesome. Like you know, being really graceful with the ads that we have in the show. I'm really grateful for the production company Cadence 13 that I work with that convinced me to put ads in the show uh, because now it's actually a part of my a part of my income and I've been able to create something really cool with the money that we're making on the podcast. I'm really grateful for every company that's reached out and that's been a part of um, the offerings through this year because. It's kind of, it's disguised as a working thing, but actually all of you together, <laughs> you're just holding space for me to be. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird thing. I don't know if anybody else podcasts like this, but okay, I'm tearing up now. But just by listening, by tuning in every single week, you're holding space for me to share. 
And the fact that I don't have that in my life, like it's kind of insane. And I definitely want to work on that and change that. But I'm always the one holding space for other people. And also in my friendships, of course, I have amazing friends where I can share and vent. But all of my best friends live abroad. That's just a super sad reality. Like all of my best, like my top five closest, closest, oldest, best friends live in five different countries. And it's it's shit. Like that's just, it's total, total shit. And I have good friends in everywhere I live, but not those types of friends. You know what I mean? Like the friends you hold hands with until you go to sleep. Like the friends that where you don't have to, you know, if I need to share or vent with something where I can just kind of pour my heart out and know that I don't have to, I don't have to, to be anything, you know, like friendship, like really, really, really good intimate friendship is hard to find. And probably I'm not an easy person to make friends with either. I'm pretty sure I have like really amazing opportunities with people that I'm good friends with here in Aruba where I live. But I'm the reason that we're not great friends because I am really busy. And also I'm kind of an introverted person. Like I'm intro, I'm an introverted extrovert. Like actually, like I'm always hosting parties and dinner parties and things and gatherings and creating, building community and starting businesses and da 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 da. But I kind of like being home alone with Dennis and the baby. Like that's kind of my favorite thing. It's just I want to be invited to all this stuff, but I don't want to go <laughs> at all. But like if you don't invite me, I'm gonna get sad. But if you invite me, I'm probably not coming. <laughs> I just want the invite. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is the same, but that's kind of that's kind of how I am. And then being able to sit here and talk about that, I am really speaking directly with you. And for me, this has become the most intimate way um, to connect with with everybody that that follows my life through social media, or everybody who takes my class, or everybody who feels anyone who's in this community. This has become the most intimate way for me to communicate with you because. I'm not performing here when I speak into the into the mic when you're listening to this show at all. I mean, even when I press press record, like now I was trying to record this podcast like five times over and it was a weird thing because I was trying to like come up with a thing to talk about and I never do that. I haven't done that since the first episode, literally, because it's flowed so organically and it's been so easy for me to just share what's now, like what's currently playing out and because we're all so intricately connected, like we're all so deeply, deeply, deeply interwoven and connected. Many people, like I'm going to say most people listening, resonate or you're going through like almost the same stuff I am at the same time. That's the number one comment and review, like the number one comment that I get on every single podcast episode is, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about this this week. I was just thinking about that, or I was just talking about that, or I'm going through the same stuff. You're just in different words. It's crazy how connected we all all are. Crazy, 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 crazy. And not planning or planning out your your podcast when, when it says, as big and and listened to, I guess, as mine could be kind of a scary and messed up thing to do because like, what if it sucks? (laughs) What if I just like, what if this podcast didn't happen, but the other five that I try to record that just weren't flowing organically, you know, what if I have no plan and it doesn't turn into anything good? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. But also if you have a a new guest on every week, we have a pre-decided topic every single week. It means you're not truly flowing with what is right here, right now, like right here, right now. So for me, talking to you right now, it's kind of like teaching a yoga class. And I get this question a lot as a a teacher, like, how do you plan and prep your classes? And this is the worst thing (laughs) for like a teacher to say, especially like to teacher trainees, 
now that I'm leading teacher trainings, uh, I don't plan my classes. I have never planned a class in my entire life. Never, not once ever. And it makes me sound like a horrible teacher. And probably I, maybe that I am like a lesser teacher because I don't prep and plan. I, maybe one day when I mature, <laughs> I will. But I just, I, 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 I have, I have never written a sequence out. I've never like sat down and decided a theme. No, never, never. And sometimes I think like, okay, especially for big classes, like if I have a thousand people in class or I'm like doing a huge event or I, I should probably like, you know, get like an outline of a general idea of what a thousand people are going to do with me today. And every time I try, it just it doesn't happen. Like I just, I'm just physically unable to prep and plan because the magic, at least for me, the magic that's created in the room, it springs from whatever's present in that moment in the room. So even if I would have this grand plan, um, you know, it would be like trying to force a podcast on a topic that actually isn't just flowing out of me in that moment, because maybe it was true like the hours before when I planned it out and all of that. But you know, of course, there's a way to plan your sequencing in a, in a way that you can still speak organically to what's happening to you in the moment. But for me, those things are just, I can't separate them. I can't separate sequencing and poses and asana and body from heart and soul and spirit and what I'm speaking of in terms of healing uh, in the present moment, like all of that ties together, which is why I don't like to label my classes. I hate writing class descriptions <laughs> because I don't want anyone to think that they're you know coming for something and then we end up doing something completely different. Like, because I want to just be able to go with what's right there in that moment. And isn't it sort of true that most epic like magic happens with just from the spontaneous place of being here now? <sighs> being here now. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I have loved to travel ever since I was a little girl and having a career that allows me to connect with my community around the globe has been a dream come true. But as I've gotten older and especially after having a baby, travel has become so much more complicated. Planning my trips can be a tedious and time-consuming chore on my never-ending to-do list. That's why I'm so happy that there is a site out there like Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. When traveling, vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and amenities that hotels don't. Not to mention staying in a vacation home really gives gives your trip an authentic feel that you can't find anywhere else. Choose features like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, and even fully stocked kitchens so you can plan and cook your own meals, something that's so important to me when booking my home away from home. Tripping.com can find you all the comforts and then some. Next time you're planning a vacation, don't visit a ton of different sites. On Tripping.com, one search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place. Join the millions of travelers to find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Now my little family is on the move. I can trust that Tripping.com will find us a cozy and affordable place to stay quick and easy. Spend less time planning and more time relaxing in the present moment with Tripping.com. Trusted by millions of travelers and featured by the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, Forbes, and many more. Whether you're planning spring break on the beach in Florida or you can't wait to swim in Lake Tahoe this summer or you're dreaming of sitting on the deck of a Smoky Mountains cabin, Tripping.com has you covered. This year, save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with tripping.com slash yoga girl. That's spelled T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash yoga girl. Find your perfect vacation rental. Tripping.com slash yoga girl. I am listening to so much of Ram Dass's talks 
okay, wait, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna go on my phone right now and I'm gonna tell you the one that you just you just have to. Like, okay, I want you to when you're done with this podcast, um, I want you to YouTube and I want you to YouTube search Ramdas and there is one called Um and here we all are. It's called Um Yes, it's a two hour, one minute, 57 seconds. And it's this beautiful photo of him, black and white. Just like, oh, like I'm so, I'm so in love with this man. It's crazy. Um, it's called Here We All Are. So every night now, this is my new thing. Every night before I go to bed, uh, <laughs> this is also interesting. I'm having another epiphany while speaking. Part of my New Year's resolution was, so me and Dennis have had this kind of shitty habit and we go in and out of it. We got really into it when I was pregnant and I wasn't sleeping well. And it's that we would go to bed instead of like watch a movie or something on the couch. We would like go to bed and then we'd bring a phone into bed and we would YouTube comedy shows like late night. Um, and also like the, the political, like, you know, we started with like SNL and, and fun stuff. But then we got really into we watched a daily show every night or would watch like Stephen Colbert or Seth Meyers and uh, Trevor Noah, like you know, like the political shows. And this was just right around the elections and like Trump had just become become president. And it's really hard to not get caught up with whatever is on your screen, right? So instead of just watching something that's entertaining, like I would get really fired up with all of this political stuff, what's happening in the world and politics and la la la. And that would just literally be the last thing that was on my brain before I went to bed when I was really pregnant. And it's just not, really the best idea and actually I think it was my doula who was like you know maybe your baby when I was like overdue like maybe she doesn't want to come out into a world that's like that's like that maybe you need to like center your thoughts and your mind on something else you know just like entertain yourself but don't have it be like negative and intense and political maybe at least not right before you go to bed And of course, this is so super mega true, but I wasn't sleeping like at all. And I just needed ways to entertain myself. And like, I, you know, wouldn't read books all night long. So it was just like a guilty pleasure that we had. And then I stopped it, I think a month or I don't know, a little while before, before the baby came. And yeah, then the baby came. So there's been none of that whatsoever. Like if we can watch, if we can watch like, I don't know, one episode of Friends. We've been like super lucky all of last year. And then... I don't know if it was December, November, I don't know, we like got back into that habit again where we were like, oh my God, we got super into watching The Daily Show before we went to bed. And then I could feel immediately, it just took like a week of getting back into that little habit because I don't normally have a phone in my face right before I sleep. I started getting so stressed out and I started sleeping really poorly and I would kind of wake up in this frazzled state of like, oh, you know, you know when you wake up and you're like, where am I? Like, oh, your head is like heavy and... You know, there's there's days you wake up and you feel really, I don't know, at least I have those days, maybe, I don't know, thinking we all have those days where we just wake up and we're really already in the flow of things. We had a good night's sleep, you feel rested, things are good. And I found that every time that I would, you know, keep my mind busy right before bed, I just wouldn't have as good of a night's sleep, which of course makes total sense. Like really, 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 really. And we used to have a rule that was no phones, no TV, no electronics of any kind, before 10 a.m. or after 10 p.m. Nothing. 
at all. So the last thing that we do before sleep should be like talking to each other or meditating or lighting a candle or having sex or doing something that's intimate and, and real, you know, and something that's grounding and helping us to arrive at a place of a good night's sleep. Not listen to whatever insane thing Trump did that week, you know, no. And then somehow we got like, you know, we got back to that into that in December and I felt really shitty. So I made it my New Year's resolution. Like I made it a real, uh, like very, very serious thing. Like, okay, I'm totally done with this. This for me has become like, it's like a guilty pleasure thing, but I know it's bad for me. It's like, it's like I'm eating a shitload of sugar. Like I'm eating too much sugar. Okay. Like, which is also a thing that I do, by the way. Oh my God. My vices, like, I don't like the word vice and I don't like, I don't like guilt. It's just, Things that entertain me a lot, okay? <laughs> Things I enjoy, but sometimes I overdo, I guess, is the word. Um, and so I made it part of my New Year's resolution to completely stop that. Um, I started plugging my phone into the kitchen, so I wouldn't even bring my phone with me in the bedroom. And the dentist did the same and totally changed, you know, how we sleep and all of that. But then I found, like, a month later, like, after New Year's, I'm, like, already, like, getting a little bored at night or we would go to bed and it's a little too early and I'm not tired yet or you know should we just like should we watch something should we do something but we could just we could stay in the living room and watch a movie if we're not tired but instead it's like but it's like so cozy to do it in bed let's just do it get your phone and it's it's just I don't know why it keeps creeping back but then what I realized now is through Ram Das because I'm reading Be Here Now again um I, I, I cannot remember I actually that book was given gifted to me for the first time by two retreat participants that we, I had in a retreat years and years ago it's such a mind-blowing book and then I started listening to his talks and he has these amazing amazingly mind-blowing talks from like the 70s and the 80s where oh, where he talks about like you know psychedelics of course but also spiritual enlightenment and his life story and you know he'll do these q a's where he just kind of sits down and he's like you know he has a joke that he makes where he's like it's so interesting to me that uh you're paying me to tell you things that you already know and you want me to tell you the things that you already know you don't want me to tell you the things that's new you just want to be reminded of your own truth and it's really true and i feel like he does that for me all the time so i'll listen to these talks and i'll let that be the last thing i do before i go to bed if i'm having one of those busy nights where it's just hard for me to wind down Right. So if I feel that urge of like, oh, like, let's see what Seth Meyers has to say about the current political status of the United States right now at 11 p.m. because I can't sleep. OK, instead of that, can I can I find a middle ground? Maybe I'm not in a vibe where I can like, you know, light all my candles and sit in silence and do 45 minutes of meditation. But watching a Ramdas lecture or listening to a Ramdas talk is it's like the most beautiful middle ground. I swear to God, it's it's so beautiful. So I think what we can do is we can take our like our poison, I guess we can call it. Like there is something about that mindlessness that sometimes is really, I don't know if it's not needed, but sometimes it's it's like a relief, you know, right? It's like a little like comic relief, I guess. It's like a little mindless space where we don't have to think about too much and you can just get caught up in some sort of entertainment. But there is a way to make that uh, mindful. Like you can keep the same pattern I guess you can keep the same habit if whether you you label it a good or, or a bad habit but at least turn it to a positive right so if I'm gonna have a phone somewhere in my bed or in my face late at night like let it be of value right let it be something that speaks of love and of truth and of light 
or it talks about a topic that you're working through in your own life, like let it be something really uplifting and healing at least. Uh, and it's, oh, you guys, I'm, it's, I swear to God, it's like changing my evenings so much. So when you've listened to this podcast, I want you to go on YouTube and listen to the Here We All Are, uh, Here We All Are talk by, by Ram Dass. It has only 8.4 thousand views. That's so sad. Jesus. Okay, everybody right now, go listen to this talk. Maybe because it's two hours long and that's why not, you know, there's millions of people listening to this. So what you can do is just choose, like do 10 minutes a night um, or 20 minutes a night, like whenever you have a little moment and just sit back and just hear him speak from the beginning. It's so amazing. His voice is just like, I want to meet him so bad. I had this total fangirl... (laughs) fangirl moment um I tagged like he he has a social media account that clearly like he doesn't run he's 90 years old um and I tagged him in something like a quote or something I shared and then uh, the people from his foundation or whoever manages his his social media accounts reached out and they're like hi oh so beautiful to connect with you and we would love to invite you to come uh, to one of uh, one of Ram Dass's retreats that he does in, in Hawaii twice a year and and children are welcome and all and I was like oh my god this is insane and then I had this total this like embarrassing moment where I was like I wonder like like how is because okay I'm not I'm not in the you know I, I'm not in the sphere I guess you know I, I I don't know he had a stroke a couple of years ago I know which he phrases in the most beautiful way he says he was stroked by god um, which has impaired his speech a lot so if you watch recent talks or the most recent talks that you can find from him it's a very, very, very slow conversation. It's a totally different type of, of communication. Um, I mean, 100% different. But he still does, you know, he still, he still leads retreats twice a year. So I was like, you know what? Like, you think, you think I could get Ram Das on the podcast? Like, is that, <laughs> is that doable? Is that something that I should try to <laughs> manifest? And then like, I wrote this lady back. I was like, oh my God, we'd love to join a retreat. I'm going to really look into it. And I was like, you know, maybe this is insane. You can laugh at me just for, for saying it. But um, like this, this Ram Dass, does he still do any public <laughs> appearances aside from the retreat? Would it be possible to have it? And as I wrote it, I was like, oh, my God, it's kind of as if I <laughs> it's as if I went on Oprah.com and I emailed like the general increase <laughs> page. Uh, and I was like, hey, Oprah, you want to you want to come on my little podcast that I do from my bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to me about about like not even that like who who who's okay I'm I'm saying Oprah because Oprah's at the top of my list of like dream people to have on the podcast actually Ram Dass is at the top now sorry Oprah you've been you've been downgraded um, it's kind of like I went to the Dalai Lama and I emailed the Dalai Lama Foundation <laughs> expecting Dalai Lama himself to be on his phone and saying yes oh yes. That's Yoga Girl. I follow her on Instagram. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do a podcast with Yoga Girl. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard at myself later. But then I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I even tried. But you know what? Sometimes you have to be a little crazy and a little stupid and just like, like try to make your, your shit, try to make your shit happen. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Just like my yoga practice, brushing my teeth is a crucial habit for me to maintain my overall health. And yet I often struggle with the basics of brushing, brushing twice a day for two full minutes and changing my brush on time. Well, Quick gets the struggle and that's why they've combined dentistry and design to create the perfect electric toothbrush with every mouth in mind. 
Quip eliminates all the usual challenges of keeping up with your dental hygiene routine. Quip packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. No charger or wires means brushing twice a day is super easy. Guiding pulses alert you when to switch sides so you can relax on autopilot while you get your entire mouth clean. And with Quip, you don't have to worry about getting new brush heads or minty fresh toothpaste. They're both delivered right to your door on a dentist-recommended schedule for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Let Quip do the thinking for you when it comes to your teeth. Use Quip at home or on the road. It includes mount suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Quip has been called the Apple, Warby Parker, and Tesla of toothbrushes. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out why for yourself. It'll be love at first brush. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash yogagirl right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yoga girl spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash yoga girl i am definitely planning a hawaii uh hawaii trip soon also my astrologer deborah is there we have um we got engaged in hawaii okay really i really want to for our next travels for sure that's what that's what it's going to be but throughout this year like now that this is the whole one year anniversary and so much so much has happened that has been shared on this podcast throughout this past year. It's sort of, it's sort of ridiculous. And it's not just, not just a space to do storytelling or to share, you know, to share epiphanies that I've had. Actually, it's become the opposite of that. It's been more of a space where I am allowed to share my struggles, like my real deep struggles. Uh, there's an episode called just a mom sleep deprivation and other stories that's literally me sitting down trying to record like a proper podcast about some topic and bursting into complete tears like I'm just crying so hard into the mic because I was so sleep I haven't I hadn't slept in four weeks I was so sleep deprived I was literally going out of my entire mind and I had this whole show that I was just bawling into the mic and then I finished and I clicked stop and I was like oh my god like, am, have I lost my mind? You can't do a podcast episode where you're just crying. Like, that's that's what wine is for. Like, you get a you get a friend, you get a girlfriend and a bottle of wine, and then you, you talk about your shit, or you like you get your mom to babysit so you can have two hours of understudies. Like, you know, you deal with your shit. You don't cry into the mic for an hour and then upload it <laughs> for the whole world to do. And I was like, well, you know, fuck it. Like, I'm just this is who I am, right? So I, I did that anyway. I was a little nervous about it and the response I got was the most beautiful response of any any podcast up until that date because so many people out there feel the same and not just in terms of of being a mom and being sleep deprived and, and with babies and feeling like just a mom but so many people struggle and just hearing someone else openly speak about their struggles is the most like it gives so much relief so when I did that and then you start writing me and I got emails and comments from people that said oh my god I feel so good hearing these words because here is my story and then it's kind of like little ripples on the water it's like reverberating back to me where I get to read and hear and listen to your stories and then I'm like oh my god I'm I'm not alone I feel so alone at this in this all the time and I'm not and I get to hear 
your story and how it's like almost the same as mine or you feel the same as me we don't have the same exact you know life life situation going but we feel the same stuff like we all feel the same things just not always at the same time and that's I think one of our greatest lessons as as human beings we spend so much time focusing on everything that divides us everything that separates us well, you voted for Trump and I voted for Hillary or you're over there and I'm over here and you're into yoga and I'm into CrossFit and you're vegan and I'm a meat eater and you do this. You know, we spent we, we continuously like look for looking at other people for all the ways and how we're so different and nothing like each other. And we disagree on stuff and we we go different directions and, you know, we're so different. All of us, everybody's a unique and a snowflake. That shit's just not true. Like if you start looking at the things that actually connect us like the things that don't separate, but the things the things that make us all one, that deeply, deeply connects us as one, they are that they're so overwhelming how much connects us. It's kind of insane. And this big spiritual idea of oneness, you know, of all of us being being one. Just talking about that makes my heart like drop into peace for a second. Another person you should really, really listen to or read from is Alan Watts. Uh, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to give you another. Oh, oh. okay. Um, Alan Watts. I don't know why I haven't shared this stuff with you guys before. Why am I, why am I not sharing this amazing knowledge with you? I don't know. I'm interesting. If you don't know Alan Watts is, it's really weird how obscure, like not everybody knows Alan Watts. He's him and Ram Dass and Osho, but Osho was crazy. <laughs> but also crazy awesome. But like, I'm going to say Alan Watts and Ram Dass are like the two spiritual teachers that make the absolute most sense to me that have ever made the most sense to me. It's just, and the way Alan Watts speaks, it's just so beautiful. And he has these talks and these lectures about oneness and, and one where he talks about the fact that, you know, we're all just one single being what if, you know, everything that we perceive as discord and as disruption and as things that shouldn't be the way they are on one level is actually a symbol of total harmony and totally peace on a higher level. And he has a, a talk that he does about the fact that the fact that we're all we're all not mindlessly or unconsciously um, performing these things throughout our lives like for instance when we wake up in the morning there are all these functions that happen within our body that we don't consciously do right you're not like waking up and you're telling your body to breathe you're telling your digestive system to work you're telling your heart to beat you're telling all of your limbs to move at the same time you know there's like a gazillion little mic amount of micro functions that happen in your body all the time but it's all unconscious and he uses the word, he's like, it's not unconscious because that sounds kind of dead. Like it's hyper conscious because it's actually, you're so, you don't have to be aware of all the things that you do to get out of bed in the morning. You know, all of these things. If you had to, I mean, we would, we would never be done. If all of those things had to consciously be switched on, it would never work. And then he draws the parallel of, you don't know, you don't have to know how all of these things function or how you turn them on in the morning or throughout your whole life, your whole day, the same way that you don't need to know how you shine the sun. And that sentence just blows me away. You know, so he says, what is it he says? He says, uh, if you work your thyroid gland, like, you know, if you are your foot, you are your limb, you are your colon, like you, you're functioning with your own systems within your body, you also shine the sun. 
That's the organism that we are. And we perceive it as this giant organism of just full of separation and we're all different from each other and we don't belong, but actually we're just one big glowing, perfectly harmonious being where everything works in unison. And what looks like this harmony on one level is actually a sign of total peace on the greatest, on the great, great level of, of consciousness. And I love this so much because I think we, we get so stuck in our own ideas of how alone we are in our suffering or how alone we are in our divinity. We're actually, we're all the same and we're not just sort of the same or kind of feeling some same things like maybe we're just all really, truly the same. And we're longing for that sameness. We're longing for that unity. We're longing for that, oh, like we're born and we're born into this perfect little being of, of light, this perfect little creature. And we know, right? Like the way like a baby knows, a baby, baby just babies and puppies and like, I don't know, there's something about animals animals and babies and nature and plants like the earth knows babies just know we belong and then somewhere along the way we're told that we're separate and our ego switches on and our mind switches on and we start kind of looking for all the dangers that are in the world or how can we protect ourselves from further pain or we build this sort of identity around separation instead of build, instead of not needing to build an identity at all instead of just remembering that we belong in the first place we don't have to we don't have to figure all this stuff out to feel like we're worthy of love or like we're worthy of belonging here now. All of that is already true. So it actually doesn't matter how much you add or subtract to what you already are because you're it, right? So even if you get the better job or you lose all that weight or if you were more beautiful or more successful, or had a better partner, or more kids or money or whatever it is that you think you need, you know, all of it is for us to get back to that sense of belonging that's already there in the first place, like that we're already born into. It's just we have to learn how to make space to quiet the mind so we can remember that knowing. So we can, same thing around us, so we can just remember the things that we already know, remember the things that, that we've just forgotten. And I would love, I mean, for me, this this podcast has become one of those one of those tools that I feel so grateful now that that the universe brought me in which I feel like I completely belong in which I feel that all of my shortcomings and all of my mistakes and all of my my fucked up ways <laughs> when I'm feeling alone or I'm feeling like I'm not worthy or I'm not I'm not lovable or I'm fat or I'm ugly or I'm not successful enough or I'm all these things I'm not a good enough mother and I'm failing you know and, and I have those thoughts all the time and actually sharing them for me, like that's the universe providing me space to remember that I'm not alone, to remember that I'm not separate from any of you. We're not separate from each other at all. Actually, we don't just feel the same things. Maybe we are the same thing. And we're all just trying to walk each other home. I'm totally rambling. <laughs> And also, I do not know how many sub-stories to my original storytelling have arrived throughout this podcast, but I am at a place where, like that Ram Dass quote in the end, you know, we're all just walking each other home. It's It tells so much truth in just one simple sentence. So much truth. We're all walking each other home. And it's really important that we remind ourselves that when we have moments or days or sometimes it's months sometimes it feels like years or lifetime of struggle 
and we move through all this shit and death comes our way or depression or divorce or disease and things don't flow. You know, we have to find those tools in our day-to-day life where we're reminded of the fact that we belong, that we're reminded of our oneness and that, yeah, we're human, but we're also divine. So whatever brings you there, right? Whatever really works for you. And the things that I've mentioned just throughout this podcast, I mean, yoga is, is a huge thing. Yoga, getting back into the body is a huge thing. But listening to talks, to lectures, reading books, reading sacred texts that resonate with you, things that you recognize as truth. And those things are going to change all the time. Like I have books, my library at the house is huge, but I have books that I felt were like law, you know, like a decade ago, like this is it. This is it. This is all like Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle was one of those books that I was like for years, like you know, I would read and reread and reread and reread and there was just truth, 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 truth. And now, you know, I haven't picked that book up in like, I don't know, since, I don't know, really, since maybe before pregnancy, like in a really long time. Because the truth, it's the same truth, but it's registering in a different way. You know, as we evolve, as we grow, as we have different experiences in, in life, we need different kinds of vessels and different types of mediums and different types of people and inspiration and different types of teaching to reach us in different ways and in different phases in our lives. So we have to stay really alert, right? You have to stay really awake and really aware so you don't miss miss the teaching. So you don't get so stuck and sucked into the drama of day to day and all the separation that we think exists that we forget to use the tools that are presented for us, right? So don't stop reading. Don't stop learning. Go to the talks, go to the really good books, listen to the podcasts that make you feel things. Follow people on Instagram that inspire you, but that like inspire your heart, that inspires your being, that makes you go, oh, yes, yes to this, yes to this. And every time you encounter something that's a no, leave it immediately, unfollow, walk away, throw that book away, go somewhere else and just continue inviting more of that light into your life and you'll remember that you belong and that all of those things like the depression and the hardship it's going to get a lot easier. It's going to get a lot easier. The moment we remember that that we're all really here for a reason and that we're really, really, really not alone. We're all here together. We're all walking each other home. And I would like to, to take this moment now, similarly to how this podcast episode brought me to somewhere completely different than, than what, where I started or what I intended, I want to deeply, deeply from the bottom of my heart, thank every single person out there. Thank you for listening, for walking me home, for holding my hand through an entire year of really high highs and really low lows and really challenging stuff and really beautiful experiences and absolutely everything in between. Thank you for walking me home. Thank you for holding my hand. Thank you for holding space for me to just be, to not have to perform and to not have to be some sort of, you know, anything other than what I am in this moment for just holding space because I I really needed that. And talking to you every week is my, my way of receiving. So thank you, 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 thank you. I'm going to continue this for as long as I possibly can. I, I really, truly am. It's been an amazing year and I'm so grateful that, that you've been here through it all. I I was going to say just now, I'll see you next year, (laughs) but um, I'll see you next week. I'll be here. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and our one year anniversary episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And thanks to my sponsors, Fully, Sunbasket, Tripping.com, and Quip. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.